Test. Test, test, test. test. Hey. How you doing? Test, test. test. Great. More baby test. monkey. Riding hey. backwards on a pig, test. baby monkey. Test. Hey. Podcast episode number 52. Yeah, oh shit, man. I feel like expressing myself like Aussie man talking about Yannick Garcia. <laughs> we have been watching some amazingly good films. Yes, indeed. I am current. I'm Kushal. Welcome. Hey, so first of all, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's I've seen you plenty of times since that time. Oh, uh, yeah. We haven't seen... Nope. No what? one's heard from her since then. Us. No, we... I'm guessing that we actually released the Christmas show. Yeah, but it was a Christmas show. It wasn't that happy. Wait, did we say Happy New Year? We did at the end, didn't we? Okay. Well, Happy New Year, officially, I happy suppose. Happy New Year. It is now, hold on, 20, 20 days? 2018. 20 days into 2018. Oh, I thought you were checking the year. No, just checking the days. Days, 20 yep. days into 2018, and how's it been for you so far? Uh, yeah, in terms of movies, amazing. Yes. Um, in terms of everything else, not quite as bad as 2017, okay. but it's, it's the first month. We'll, we'll get somewhere. How, how was your Christmas? Sorry. Good. How was your festive period? Festive period. <laughs> uh, Christmas was good. Went to in-laws and then came home and watched Doctor Who. Christmas yeah. Doctor Who. Yes. That's what you're supposed to do at Christmas. Um, but we can come back to that subject. I'm not going to. You can just laugh for a bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, books and uh, writing. Was, <laughs> then we had some nice New Year's get together, yes. and uh, uh, you came, I, and you I got did. you got wanked, mate. You were like falling about, ran off shouting into the street at one point. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is this is awesome." I wish I videoed that. <laughs> oh my. Goodness, what an experience. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. It no, was, it was it good. Was, it, it was, was fun. fun. <coughs> it's me. Uh, that was a good experience. Uh, so, yes. yeah, that was fun. Uh, how, was, yeah, how was your Christmas? It was good. It was the first time we'd spent uh, Christmas at our new place. So, oh, yeah. Um, it was nice. It was enjoyable. We spent the kind of morning at ours and then the afternoon, early evening, we went to the in laws as well. So, that was nice. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was very different this year. I I switched off uh, devices. Nice. Um, sort of. I hadn't wasn't on the laptop. Well, I'm noticing you're doing this chocolate rain thing today. I look away from the microphone when I sniff. Yes, I, I'm going to do the same. <laughs> I can still hear your stuff. Chocolate. <laughs> <clears throat> Books and writing. Yeah, that's a reference to not. I actually read some real books and I did loads of writing over Christmas and that was really fun. Um, blocked out loads of stories and I think I've got um, made a load of project work for me to be able to work on. Yes. Uh, which I sent one of them to you, which was really fun. The most was, fun one. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. Trying to answer a question, <laughs> an objection that people seem to have. Yes. Um, I enjoyed that. It was a very interesting uh, read. I'll I'll think I've been thinking about tweeting it to Ryan Johnson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he would appreciate that. Yeah. It's non-canon though. 
for now. How was your, uh, and then you've had a birthday. I did have a birthday, my 30th one actually. Um, yeah, it was I, the I 30th birthday if I've had yeah. in didn't my life. know that until after I gave you nothing. Yeah, sorry about that. It's okay. Yeah, I have to give you anything. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, no, it was good. It was the first time I was 30. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> not true. You're not, you're not a true Hindu if you believe that. <laughs> You've been 30 thousands of times. That's true. This is very true. Uh, well, actually, that's incorrect. Depends what species I was. If I was a cat, then not so much. That's uh, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you subscribe to the animals inclusive version yeah, it's of true. the wheel of. Where do you think the bacon? cats come in in the kind of in the hierarchy of how good you are in your previous life? Same. Same as the law. How, you know, horses and dogs are property, but cats are vermin. Sure. So down by the rats. Okay. Why do you think you're a cat? Who do you think is below the humans? Below the humans? Yeah. Uh, lawyers? <laughs> Apologies to any lawyers in the audience. <laughs> Please don't sue us. <laughs> well, they're the only people that would sue, <laughs> sue us. Um, yeah, no, it was a good birthday. I enjoyed okay. it. I had, um, went to Bristol for the weekend. It was nice. Uh, stayed in a, a, a converted caravan, uh, which was turned into a hotel room, which was really interesting. That was cool. Um, I saw the pictures. Yeah, and it was, a, it was nice. It was very nice. Um, very different. <coughs> Sorry. Very different. Um, it was nice to kind of hang around Bristol. I've been there before. So, you know, creative place, full of white people. Enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a very bright town. So, <laughs> we watched The Last Jedi over Christmas, and recently we've been seeing um, a lot of questions and uh, confusion and confused tweets that have been going out from people and uneducated and uh, the annoyed. Last Jedi. Yeah, what's, 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 uh, what are they annoyed about? They well, the most recent questions. one was um, about how people didn't buy the uh, materialization seen by Luke or the force hologram is what people were calling it. Um, force hologram. Okay. Yeah. Um, now I obviously admittedly, I didn't know this was a thing until you explained it to me. Um, but you are, um, probably the closest reference to the star Wars encyclopedia that I have <laughs> in my life. So, um, well, it's quite funny that Ryan Johnson has those same books. His exactly. shit off looks like mine. <laughs> yes. Um, impressive. So yeah, no, people were kind of losing their shit over that. And it was funny to see Ryan's, uh, response on Twitter. Um, all he did was he took a few pictures of the books on a shelf, which was the the Jedi code and the Sith code kind of next to each other. And he took a picture of the Jedi code from front cover. He opened it up and then he pointed to the area where it talks about the materialization. Or they call it something else in the... What is it called? Something else, whatever. Um, but that was funny to see him shut everybody up. But... Um, there were, there were some other questions that came up, but you... But kind of... are the books canon? That's very true, actually. Because there's loads of non-canon things in the Jedi Path books, and in those books. So, it's hmm. confusing. Anyway, that's just yep. half the problem. Uh, but yeah, the other problem's probably uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But we'll come back to that too. Yes, um, but... Do you have something in this? I feel like you had something in this as well. Did I? 
Yeah, you put it in there, right? Yeah, you do put it in there. Yeah, you put it in oh, there. just to talk about what you were pointing out, that tweet. Yeah, it's interesting. And that's good. Like it's good because he included all these other people's tweets and said, uh, have a look at this and just pointed at it with his finger. So, yep. yeah, good use of tweeter. Yes. Um, speaking of Star Wars, you also got Star Wars Battlefront 2 for the Xbox One. This is not an advert. It sounded like an advert I did. Um, yes. I haven't had a chance to play it much yet. I've only been playing it online. Not, I haven't played the story because I'd have been very busy since the beginning of the year. So uh, I will look forward to playing that. But the online thing is awesome. It's so smooth. It's uh, far more options, controls. The card system is still there. Mm. There's a weird crafting thing, which I don't like. But um, I can see why people are complaining about it, saying it's difficult to do this and that, and there's very much randomness in the game and in trying to achieve certain things. But yep. the game looks unbelievable. It looks so good. It feels so good. It's very playable. They've just they have improved the original engine. It's great. You have a four K TV, is that right? I do, but I've only got a regular Xbox One. Is the it's not four K? Well, this Xbox. Yeah. No. Why does it look so good on your TV then? It's a, it's it's a good TV. <laughs> No, only the One X is uh, 4K. And the One S can like do 4K video, but I think the games are at 1080. Interesting. Um, cool. I do want to get it at some point. Um, I guess when you get more time to play. We haven't even finished Halo 5 yet. For like a week to finish Halo 5 and I've still got an Xbox membership. We should just have an allotted time of two hours Halo 5 time a week or something like that. Can you, can you afford that? I won't know for a couple of weeks. Then I can then I can sort my life out. Um, does your bedtime not allow you to play Halo Five? My bedtime is early. Yeah. Did you go to bed at ten fifteen yesterday? Was that late? No, it was like one a.m. Oh wow! Uh, was, yeah, that's seriously late. Yeah. You okay for me? Did you uh, get enough sleep? No. I'm sorry. No, it's a. Uh, I need eight hours. I do automatically wake up after eight hours. Do you? But these are minor problems compared to the problems some people are experiencing. Absolutely. <laughs> out there in the world. <laughs> Jesus. I can deal with this. So let's talk about some of the problems. Yeah, me too. Um, time's up. <laughs> time's up. Time's okay. up. Um, Aziz and sorry. Well, it was. Up until mm. last week, maybe. Yeah. Um... Aziz. So Aziz, beloved Aziz in our community, Aziz and sorry, he was a player. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, he not was a, um, what, what should we say? He was a good represent representative of our community. Really? Purely because the color of his skin, of course. Um, okay. For the Browns. He was good for the Browns. Okay. I'm not talking about the Cleveland Browns. I'm talking about the Indian Browns. Sure. Um, now we've obviously seen a massive increase of people coming out and talking about their experiences, sexual abuse experiences, assault cases, and all the other uncomfortable situations that they've been in. Oh, yeah. Primarily the women, um, who've faced, uh, some really strange situations from really creepy people within the industry, the Hollywood industry. Yeah. There's a lot of odd things going on. Yeah. Um, and most recently, at least last week, 
we saw um, Aziz Ansari be kind of one of the most, one of the latest people who was quote unquote in the firing line. So um, was it like the day after he won his Golden Globe? It was exactly the day after he won the Golden Globe. What did he win that for? Best actor, I think, in Master of None. Or best show? See, uh, have you watched that show? Yes. Do you like it? Yeah. I thought it was wank. Okay, well, tell me why you think that though. It was just really obvious scripts and storylines. Yes. Yes. There was nothing. Performance. Had no substance. Performances were horrible. Yes. What is going on? But there was something about it that I did enjoy. I stopped watching it. Season two was was better. Season two is much better. Something about him bugs me. He's very over the top. He's very extra. Yeah. I think. Um, and he was like that in Parks and Recreation. And I didn't find him funny in Parks and Recreation. Yes, same. Um, but I, I, I don't know. There's almost this kind of endearing nature about him in Master of None. Until okay. you realize that he may actually be a creep in real life. I, <laughs> I've not watched enough yet. Okay. So, for you, the, for, for those of you who don't know, Aziz and Sorry was, um, how do you call it? called out? I guess um, by um, an unknown female um, going by the name of Grace, who had met him at was it the Golden Globes party? No, it wasn't. It was the Emmy party or something like that um, earlier that year. And um, they were on a date. He took her back to his place. And then they proceeded to... Do date things. Yeah, derobe and... Derobe. Derobe. And uh, do the things that people do on dates. Traditionally not the things that people might do on the first date. Um, but on this particular instance, they decided to do things that people would do if they were fooling around or whatever. Okay. Um, this sounds... Like code for bumping uglies. Yes, that was the intention of one Aziz Ansari, it seems. Okay. Um, and then it started to get uncomfortable and Grace was trying to resist and then she got uncomfortable at some point and then she asked to be, asked, asked that they, be, they, they stop. Um, and they put their clothes on again. Nope, they didn't put their clothes on. They went back to the sofa. This is a lot of... Okay. They went back to the sofa and they were cuddling for a bit. And then he motioned in his crotch area. Things happened. Okay. So, you know. Things uh, happened. Let's yeah. just say things happened. Anyway, so um, this girl. Um, pushy date guy. Pushy date guy. Okay. This girl um, kind of wrote all of this in an article. Yeah. Um, and it was obviously uh, picked up by somebody. And uh, Twitter was... Full of responses and... Oh, she me too it. She me too it. Okay. I think she times up it as well. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Is that because he forced her to go on that date? Or he said, your career will be over unless you go on a date with me? He didn't say that. No, it didn't sound no. like from, from her account. It didn't sound like that at all. Oh. Um, it sounded like it was a consensual date. But the things that happened afterwards didn't seem so consensual. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so she, t- she tweeted it and people started, you know, uh, passing judgment on both of them. And some people said that Grace was in the wrong and maybe she should have left earlier. Um, some people said that Aziz was a creep and he is part of the problem. Um, and then Aziz himself got involved and said he had no idea that he was making her feel as uncomfortable as he did. And that he continues to support the movement 
and support for all uh, women who have gone through the similar thing. All the women who have dated him. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> how many is there? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm... This was an interesting one because we had a letter, an, an open letter from... Excuse me, from a Ashley Banfield from CNN. Okay. And this open letter was, it just seemed like she was completely slamming Grace's account of what happened and just said that. I watched the video. She destroyed her. Absolutely destroyed her and said that she was completely wrong and that she she could have said no and could have left. Um, Can we link to this video? Yes, I've put a thing in the references. Um, and so I don't know. Part, I was really, I was really torn for this particular situation, for this one account that's come out. Oh, what were you torn by? Because I, I don't know. I, I'm on Grace's side, which is which is which is interesting here. Okay. Um, I feel like there are times when, you know, I feel like we've grown up in in a society where uh, not just girls, I guess boys and girls, women and men uh, are kind of brought up in a society where we're taught that it's rude to reject someone. It's rude. <laughs> it's rude to reject someone. Um, that sounds really not, like, mm, not, not, it's almost, you have to be polite. Um, and I feel, it feels like women, especially women are, you know, this whole, especially in our culture, I guess women are taught to be kind of shut up and just listen to what the man says. Um, and I think that's kind of been part of this whole movement. It's that women shouldn't just shut up anymore. They should be speaking up, which is what they've been doing recently. And it's, it's, it's a it, massive step forward. Is what happened to quotes, grace, unquote, grace, gracie, grace, grace, grace is what happened to her reflective of what the movement is crying out about. Is it the same as someone's career being stalled by Weinstein? No. No, it is not. It is a horrible situation that she was in. Absolutely. What? But hang on, hang on. She went back to the apartment. Yep. There are certain connotations. You tell someone you went back to the apartment. Yeah. They fill in the gaps with their imagination. Yes. What? Yeah. I mean, it's not like he didn't stop when she said stop. So mm-hmm. it's not like she he's not she's not accusing him of rape. I think yeah. they are both to blame here. I think Aziz should have read the signs. I believe he should have kind of stopped completely when she asked him to stop. Okay. And at that point, maybe Grace should have left. Um, but for whatever reason she decided to stay. Now I can't comment on the whole thing. I don't know how she how she felt. Maybe she felt completely uncomfortable. She didn't want to come off rude or she didn't want her, I don't know, career to be ruined or whatever we have here. So Banfield, what was yeah. her what was her thing? She was so, saying just that. She was saying that he she could have left. She could have she could have kind of easily left and said no to him and that she's to blame for the situation. Okay. Okay. So why are you on her side? Because it sounds like what she's saying is unrelated to me too crises. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I'm on her side for the situation, but I don't know if it's entirely related to 
this movement. Does that make sense? Okay. I think what happened to her wasn't nice. Okay. Um, but is it, what I, see, I'm not sure if I would group it in this whole thing because what that then does, and I think Banfield kind of alluded to this and or she mentioned it in her video, was that it then dilutes what the movement is trying to represent. Yes. Um, which See, if, then, you go on a, if you go on a date with someone and you're yep. in a restaurant with someone yep. and then you agree to go back to their apartment, yep. unless your work colleagues or something, I mean, she's a photographer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and she's independent of any work that um, Ansari was doing as yep. far as we know. Yep. So they are going on a date and they're on equal ground. Yes. It's not like he has some kind of power over her mm-hmm. um, uh, in the workplace yeah. or something. So it seems like um she's appropriating the movement for herself it is a really really awkward situation um and why why are we talking about this what what is it that that interests you about this situation relative to the movement because i feel like just like i said i think it's it's an interesting topic to talk about because it's a what we have going on is a is a massive movement which has yeah, it's just, it's just destroying people's careers. Yeah, and it's this kind of thing is completely unheard of. It's never been done before where we've had such a massive amount of women come out and kind of talk about their abusers, I guess, if you want to say. Well, um, but women and men. I mean, yes, men and women, yeah. Spacey situation, yep. um, which uh, we might as well talk about it now. Um, I watched Baby Driver. Yep. Now, there are sequences in Baby Driver that are there are this is a cool film yes as cool as it reminded me of it reminded me of old cool films like um cocktail um have you ever seen that no um, <laughs> it's an old film okay tom cruise um and pulp fiction and just it oozed um creative genius it was by uh edgar wright okay yeah. and yep. he done a great job this is mr scott pilgrim Shaun of the dead Cornet of Trilogy. world's end yeah um and, oh, and he, it's kind of unfair on him and all of the actors yep. that the film seems to have been pulled and yep. not uh, put forward for any awards or anything because the shadow of Spacey. Yes. Which is, feels like, it, this thing feels very wrong about this. Mm. Why are these other people, this other person, the, the entire film project paying for Spacey's thing? Well, surely this is not the right way of dealing with this. Nope. Because people miss out on a great film. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to Aziz. Uh, and I think that's exactly what it is, I think. Is his career over? Aziz and Zari's? Yeah. Absolutely not. He's just beginning. Um, but even if we look at people like, um, I don't know, this got an example, Johnny Depp. Johnny <laughs> Depp. Um, he's <clears throat> got two more films coming out. He, he, nothing can damage um, his career. Exactly. The thing he's, he was the, uh, he was a subject of, uh, the Amber Heard kind of abuse, um, incident case. What do you want to call it? Um, uh, who else was, um, who else was there? There was like, there was, who else was, oh, Johnny Depp style. Johnny Depp style. Yeah. And they're doing well. I'm just trying to think of an example. Who's been like a subject of a, of a scandal, and they're doing pretty well. 
Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. He was. Uh, he groped a boob. <laughs> <laughs> Back in his younger days. Um, <laughs> on TV, and he's doing well. Not because he groped a boob, but just because it's Ben Affleck. I mean, you know, I think there are certain people of the white disposition uh-huh. who might be a subject of this and they'll do all right. But then you've got weird looking creatures like Harvey Wienerstein and then they're going to be destroyed for the rest of their lives. Um, Brett Ratner is the one. You said something strange there. You said white, white looking people. Well, this is it. This was the other thing that people were saying about the Aziz and Sorry case. Yeah. Was that um, it was a tweet or it might have been a quote from someone. Um, it's a case of the privileged white woman going after the brown man. Is it? Which is interesting because he's in is a privileged position. Conflation well. of an unrelated issue. I can see how people would say that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that it was. It was something about um, how he's in a privileged position, yeah. and it was the white person going after a privileged white person going after a privileged brown person, <laughs> which is I don't know. That's a completely different thing altogether. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it's going to damage his reputation. I think there are going to be obviously some people who have been completely turned off by the situation, and they're going to distance themselves from anything as easy and sorry related. Um, it definitely sticks in my mind when I see Master of None come up on Netflix. I, I don't know. I, I do. It does make me think about and question whether he was in the wrong or you know whether he's done this thing to other women. But what, what, what has he done? I mean, you know, the adverts used to it. be if you go on a date with Aziz Ansari, yeah. you're gonna get some. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It's interesting. It's just such an interesting look at a date gone wrong. It feels like another one of his episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, How would Dad watch that? <laughs> that would be a great episode. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is why I'm torn. See, I, I, I'm torn because I, I feel like it's, it's town tarnishing the name of the, the movement and also because I don't know what this story even means. Like if it's, Naked on the floor. Yeah. You know. So I'm just doing a Natalie and Brulia joke. Naked on the floor. Because <laughs> they were. It's too late. Too late. Um, <laughs> oh, that's clever. That's a bit of a stretch. Really. That's a good reference though. Um, okay. Well, you know, speaking of um, movements. <laughs> speaking of movements. Um, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, movements? Yeah, because we're moving on. Moving on, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Uh, now available on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, it's not an ad. It's not an ad. No? A, do we not get paid if we say that? I don't know. Do uh, do, do, I thought you just say we it. just send it to Amazon. Just tag Amazon in it. When we... I'm staring at my phone because I'm hoping money will come now. <laughs> Amazon. Uh... Yeah. If you're a fan of the um, Marvel Universe, then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fun watch. Um, it fills in lots of little gaps. It extends storylines in a fun way. Uh, apart from that, it's just popcorn, mind-numbing popcorn TV fluff that's uh, 
nice to chill out with. ABC Studios. That's what I've been spending some time doing when I want to chill out and not think about things. Um, because uh, I'm kind of waiting for April, uh, where I think we'll get a new season of Doctor Who. Uh, I know I keep mentioning Doctor Who, but you know the Christmas special was so flipping good. Uh, difficult to talk about, but it was good. Ended in a nice place, and I think it's going to be uh, one of the greatest seasons ever. Ah, you're quiet when I'm talking about Doctor Who. You haven't slagged it off yet or anything. What's what's going on with you? How are you doing over there? <laughs> Can I just say? Can I just say, in my defense, yeah, in my defense for the last ten or fifteen episodes, I've never seen Doctor Who before, which is why I was slamming it so much. And now that I've watched it, I actually like it. <laughs> oh my god! You actually said it. I'm sorry. Wow, big apology. Uh, if um, if you've not been keeping big track apology. of um, my <laughs> dislike and frustration and annoyance of Kushal's Doctor Who lectures, you're now witnessing a submissive me <laughs> who is proclaiming their like for Doctor Who. Um, it's well, a it's I mean. <sighs> What did you like about it? Why did you? Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, I'm to be fair. I am only two seasons in. It's like magic, isn't it? It is very interesting. It's it's shitty, but it's, it's amazing. Of poor quality. It has some strange CGI, <laughs> questionable CGI, interesting performances, but Billy Piper is ridiculously endearing. She's, yes, she's so lovely. Um, and David Tennant in second season, or second season of the new series, I guess, is um, I love him. Uh, he is yeah, he's cool, very cool. Um, and uh, I have to say, I do, I do enjoy it. And I'm currently getting my way through the season two, second season. So um, <laughs> good. Thank you for that. Good. Uh, yeah, basically forced you around my house, and we said, right, we're going to sit, we're going to watch this. We basically watched the whole season one, essentially, more or less. Star Wars? Season one. The whole of season one. Clone Wars? Doctor Who. Right. Was it season one? What season is it? Yeah, we watched, uh, yeah. Right. All the way from the crusty beginning ones. Yeah. Let's talk about movies. We watched, the last two films we've watched now, this year, have been pretty remarkable, I would say. And it's pretty... All all of the films I've seen this year have been amazing. And it's been, I can count, six or seven now. And I haven't seen you so excited about a film <laughs> when we, as we, when we walked out of it as much as you were about Jumanji. Jumanji, Jumanji. It was the first film I've seen you inc- Jumanji, Jumanji, incredibly excited about it. Um, why don't you tell us why? Because uh, all the way through this film, it was like, hitting story points and character developments and everything was happening in a way that is technically perfect because if you want to 
put a story together, put a film together, you have to have certain things in play. You set up and then fire um, off events at the right time, in the right way, structured the right way. And I thought whoever has written this has written this so well and they're such difficult characters and um, situations to pull off because of the transformations that happen to the characters when they go into the game. And I just halfway through, I just said, who directed this? And you started looking it up. I said, I don't worry, we'll, we'll look it up later. And then it film finished and it was um, Jake Castan. And I thought, no, I know that name. That really is it. So I looked it up on my phone and it's the son of uh, Lawrence Castan. Who was who? Uh, he was the genius that directed Empire. And um, obviously he seems to have passed down a lot of filmmaking, story structure, directing genius knowledge to... Uh, his son and so the next thing i said was i love it when kids listen to their parents <laughs> um jumanji is absolutely great film it's funny it doesn't take itself too seriously but it doesn't turn into too much of a farce um it's a good balance of of it, it would have been so difficult to make that if they made it they could have made it overly dramatic they could have made it um a farce they could have done so many things that have gone would have gone wrong especially with the crew that they had yeah with three funny people um and <laughs> an ex-doctor who cast member i mean it's very easy to suddenly just say run and just keep running yes but they didn't do that they did they did a great job uh what's jumanji recognized the god golden globes i think it might have been let me check if not i can still understand why because of everything else that came along um, so I sat there like I said I watched Baby Driver which is another it wasn't. film it wasn't no okay no that's fine but it's a great film and everyone should watch it Did we, we haven't talked about James Franco either Why? should we talk about James Franco oh you can do yeah we can always cut it out go for it <laughs> <laughs> we we've spoken about that subject we probably shouldn't because people go over it again I don't, I don't mind. We're going to talk about Golden Gloves anyway. We can talk about it in a second. Golden Gloves. Golden Gloves. Gloves. Uh, Baby Driver. Three Billboards. Another remarkable film that we watched. Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, we watched this for the first time two, two nights ago. Yes. Um, uh, Martin, another brilliant film. Martin McDonough. Yes. Who, who wrote In Bruges. In Bruges. Seven Psychopaths. Seven Psychopaths. Yep, and directed him as well. Um, Sam Rockwell was awarded an award yep. for this film. Um, and rightfully so, I think... Martin McDonough, best writer. Fantastic. And I think Sam Rockwell was also... Best writer? No, best supporting actor. <laughs> best supporting actor, writer. Yes, he did uh, a great job. Um and why did you like this film? When I saw the trailer for this, I was like, okay, this looks like an interesting film. I'm not sure if I'm going to love it, but, you know, I might enjoy it. I think, you know, I'm starting to understand the structure of films and all this kind of stuff better than I did last year, for example. Did that change how you saw the film, though? Yeah, I think it did because I feel it feels like things that were happening in the film were unfolding that the way they should. Um, 
and it made for a very smooth watch. I didn't find myself questioning why things were happening. Does that make sense? Okay. It, it wasn't just like a, why the, why the fuck are they doing this right now? Like, <laughs> did you know what I mean? It, 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 yeah. Everything felt justified. Everything felt like in the, it was in the right position. Everything happened at the right time. It, uh, it was a satisfying ending. Well, okay. So was it? Because um, they didn't actually resolve the main situation that she set out to resolve. No. But in fact, it just went sideways halfway through the, the film. Do you think? Yeah. Go on then. Well, uh, yeah, halfway through the film, um, the guy decides to exit. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, well, now what do we do? Because it's unresolvable. What if... What if this... The, what if the way it ended was also by the way i love how we spoil the big films but we don't spoil the smaller films like this we can spoil it we're gonna spoil it yeah when woody harrison's character when willoughby died um it was a great opportunity for sam rockwell's character to find his way in this world yeah, it was his chance to recoup the um, the wrongs that he'd done before. Again, I want to call it a previous life when Willoughby was alive, and the path that he started going on, I think, was one of the probably the best way to go. Um, for I forget her mum's name. What's her name? Beth. Beth, I think. Um, was it Beth? Beth? Oh shit! I don't know what her name was. Or is that someone else's mum? Or is that the mum in Big Sick? It was Big Sick. <laughs> <laughs> shit! Sorry, that's Holly Hunter in Big Sick, which we also watched. Washed? Watched? Washed? We watched it quite clearly. Uh, her name was. It was Molly. Nope, Mildred. 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 Um, Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. Mildred Hayes. Yes. Um, her character was, it felt like she was looking for... This is Frances McDormand. Yeah. She was looking for a way of... What's the word? Frances McDormand is in like a like sort of Helen Mirren league of her own. Yeah. Un- incomparable performances. She's something else. Yeah. Um. She she was trying to find or she was trying to get a comeuppance, right? And she was trying to 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 deliver onto the world what the world did to her. Um. Yeah. She was looking for searching for resolution on this situation. Yeah. And it. it I feel like at some point in this film, internally, she was like, "Fuck it. I don't give a shit anymore. No one gives a shit about what's happened to me. Even my son doesn't care anymore. The world doesn't care. The police don't even care." Sam Rockwell's character is no longer a policeman. So you've got two individuals here who are trying to do the right thing in terms of what they believe is right. Is it a very American film? Yes. Um, and I think the ending was, I'm going to use the word poignant. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. So whilst it might not have been 
okay, uh, comparable to Jumanji in terms of, you know, the, uh, see, yeah, Jumanji was technically perfect. perfect. Yeah, 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 it was technically perfect. Yeah, but from an entertainment perspective, yeah. it was doesn't bring anything new to the table. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I don't know. That's why I think this film worked. It um, from a character spec perspective, I think this was focused more on characters than it was on the story. Um, yeah, and I like that development of. Francis McDormand's character, especially Sam Rockwell's, and I'm not surprised that he won an award for it, that development of where he was, he was virtually a useless guy who probably fell into the role of being a cop. And then we saw him kind of transform into this more mature, slightly deranged character. Um, but that's Sam Rockwell, but it's seven psychopaths, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> mature, but deranged. Yeah. Um, and I think it was brilliant. I loved it. It was um, it was a good, good character. You've seen, you've seen the big sick twice I, now. Twice, yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg said it was the best film he saw this year. Did he? No. All right. What actually happened was that the Golden Globe snubbed, uh, uh, Kamel Nanjiani, and so what he did was he tweeted, "Hey gang, this is Steven Spielberg tweeting from Kamel's phone. My fave movie this year was the big sick." <laughs> It's available on Amazon Prime and iTunes and all that. Great movie to watch with the fam. I watched it with my family, the Spielbergs, and we all loved it. Handing the phone back to Kamel now. And, uh, and this nonsense carried on. So Ryan Johnson tweeted. Excellent. Uh, okay, this is Kamel tweeting from Ryan's phone. Is it Ryan or Rian? Ryan. 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 Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson Spielberg stole my phone. He he fake handed it back to me, then ran off. If anyone has eyes on Steven Spielberg, please tell him I'm not mad. I just want my phone back. It has wedding pictures on it. Also, go see The Last Jedi on 1215. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And, and uh, yeah, these things carried on. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's Josh Gad? Josh Gad was Olaf in uh, Frozen. I'm praying Spielberg sends a cease and desist letter. It's the only thing that would give this saga a proper th thrilling ending. <laughs> and then someone's tweeted that weird picture of Spielberg taking a picture of Rihanna when he's standing right next to her. Does... You... <laughs> related to the big sick, I don't know if you saw this tweet. So this is related to Aziz Ansari. Someone tweeted about Aziz Ansari and Cult of I think she's... I think she's an actor or, or a news anchor or something. I think. Uh, and called her, was it a reporter, news anchor? Okay. I think. I can't remember. American, so she said, American things. She said, I'm so conflicted about Aziz and Sorry. On the one hand, the allegations are complete BS and he's being unfairly vilified. But on the other hand, I don't think he's funny. So somebody named Cynthia Socks, Starks even, yeah. tweeted in response to this and says, Annie, I agree with you about Aziz and Sorry as a comedian. Say, say you, you agree with? I agree with you about Aziz Ansari as a comedian. Yeah. I saw The Big Sick on DVD this weekend oh my and God. couldn't figure out why it got such good reviews. <laughs> I almost turned it off about 20 minutes in. Who said that? Some Cynthia J. Starks on Twitter. I don't know who she is. Right. Said that about Kumail's film. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Okay. So the final tweet from Ryan Johnson was, Kamel, this is Ryan tweeting from my own phone and not pretending to be anybody telling you the big sick is brilliant. And in my heart, you have all the awards, which physically is not comfortable, especially the Emmy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been an, ent- was a, an entertaining Golden Globes. Uh, um, you watched it for the first time today? I did, yeah. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was very well written. Uh, it, it was one of the better... BPP films, uh, brown people problems. There's a lot of brown people problems films. Uh, this was one of the better ones. And it was, like I said, awesomely well-written because the premise is not that there's bad people or good people. It was just people uh, from different cultures. And the protagonist in the story is the culture that he's from. Um sorry, is the culture, is him, uh, sorry, and his helper or the or the place he's trying to get to is some kind of acceptance or um, reassurance from that the culture is moving into, which I guess from a uh, an Anglo-Asian perspective, we all look for yep. a lot to say, well, in what way am I accepted into this culture that I'm now growing up in? Yep. Um, and the antagonist in the story was the culture that he was from. Um, but he didn't want it to be his family. He wanted it to be the culture that was then causing issues dividing the family. So, yeah, uh, is it interesting for people to, anyone that wants to explore some brown people problems, then it's a great film. It's a great film on its own right, but I can see why it was not really a Golden Globe thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he wrote it with his partner, Emily V. Gordon. Wife? Wife, yes. Wife. Uh, I f- agree with Rotten Tomatoes. What did they say about it? Well, not about Big Sick, about the next film. So, I uh, was listening to Radio 4 this morning and listening to Dan Snow. Talk about, um, I mean, he's come from a position of immense um, privilege in many ways. Sure. And he's on TV and he's, you know, married to certain people and um, has experienced lots of things and been to lots of places. And he says, absolutely right. I've had a lot of privilege in my life and my parents and my dad is why I'm on TV today and all this stuff. Um, But he said, he said, at the same time, we live in an odd world where that doesn't seem to matter. I mean, it matters, but... No one is doing anything to fix it. He 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 was he started referencing um, this is on Radio Four on the Saturday Live thing that they do. Uh, started talking about something quite interesting, which was we live in an age where the rich are super rich and people who become poor are becoming poorer and poorer, and it, there's a system that we live in that is whether or not that system is right or wrong is too black and white it's more people need to explore which parts of it needs need adjusting or changing um but the point is that we live in a system that allows that to occur and he said in all other times in history when the rich change tax laws to allow themselves to become richer for example what the what trump's people are doing in america and um some you know people in over here have done the same then the poor go along and tear their houses down and burn everything down to equalize as much their things as much as possible because it's not acceptable. 
we live in the first age where we are just everyone just sits around we just you know there was a there was the one percent uh uh stuff that happened in wall street but after that pretty much nothing two films that have come out of this that sort of showcase that culture one is the florida project which i think is may never come out in the UK because it will show a side of America. Now, where the project, the, the Florida project is filmed pretty much on 192. And if you've been to Disneyland or America, uh, then you will have been to one, uh, 192, Highway 192, where all the tourist shops and things are. Uh, it's Disney's back garden. And arguably, Disney is one of the most successful cases of... Um, uh, the, a capitalistic system that you can have. Uh, we, we've mentioned many times that they own absolutely everything. So if you look at what the effect is for the society on Disney's doorstep, it makes you ask certain questions. Now, instead of having a political debate, The Florida Project, amazing film, just showcases that scenario. It's a it's an uncomfortable film to watch. I don't know if it won any Golden Globes. It, I wouldn't be surprised if it got snubbed because people don't want to show that side of America. It's an absolutely amazing experience watching this film. It's from the point of view of children that are growing up in absolute poverty. It was nominated by for best performance by an actor for William Defoe. He was, I mean, arguably he was a supporting actor, but fine. He was nominated for a supporting actor. The okay. Yeah, cool. It was, it was, it was outstanding good. performance at the screen at the SAG Awards. Well, do you know what? I don't know if I agree with him being nominated for that, but if that's a way of using his name to get attention on a film like this. But AFI awarded it as the movie of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. Speaking of the AFI, sorry for interrupting. Um, no, it's fine. I listened to this podcast and a representative from the AFI was on there. For those who don't know, AFI is the American Film Institute. And he was talking about how they kind of judge who wins these awards. They don't judge it on whether the film's been awarded, you know, critics awards or whatever. They award it by whether it's a good film or not. Oh yeah. Um, which is, I, I can appreciate stuff like that because there's no kind of whatever. And um, a, a lot of the people who make these films are, you know, graduates from the AFI or, you know, have some kind of, there's someone from the AFI who graduated and has some kind of involvement in the film. Um, and it was nice to hear that there's, I mean, there's probably some kind of, you know, bias or, or whatever within the those awards, but the, it's nice to know that it wasn't tainted by whatever. And generally, the, the the things that they award, so This Is Us was also awarded like TV show of the year oh, or something like that. Well deserved. Um, and uh, The Big Sick was also on that list. Top 10 was on the top 10. Um, it was no particular order, but it was just kind of the films of the year sort of thing. And it, I think if we're looking for something to watch, the AFI is probably a good place to kind of start. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have, did they have anything to say? I mean, that was Sean Baker's film, The Florida Project. He's, he he did another film earlier, I can't, I can't remember what it's called, that was also addressing the same subject, but yeah. it's, it's a bit too whiny. The Florida Project isn't like that. It's um, it's a, it's more of a showcase than anything else. Mm. Um, it, it asked the question, why do we live in a system where this is this situation mm. is normal for so many people. Just realised something wasn't plugged in, but it has not affected the recording. <laughs> um, so we don't need it. It's just whilst on the AFI, real quick. Yeah, some couple of interesting ones that they chose for movie of the year. Yes. Um, Big sick, obviously. 
Dunkirk was on there. Interestingly. Right. Get Out was on there. Lady Bird also. Uh, the Post. Um, Lady Bird. Yep. Okay. Three Billboards. Also, this is interesting. Wonder Woman. Strange. And The Post. I told you that. Shape of Water. Can't wait to see that. Uh, and television programs, which was interesting. The Good Place. Okay. Um, have you seen that yet? Nope. Add it to your list. The last okay. episode we watched was actually quite interesting. Um, well, Game of Thrones is on there. Master of None also. This Is Us and Stranger Things 2 was also on there. So, um, yeah, these looks like a, a good kind of list to... So, Lady Bird, you mentioned, um, by Greta Gerwig, semi-autobiographical story of um, someone from a understandably, um, you know, mainstream democratic background growing up in uh, not Trump's America, but pre-Trump in George W. Bush's America in 2002 is when it's set. Uh, this is a uh, coming-of-age story, uh, like I said, semi-autobiographical by the author. I think this is the one that should have... I, I agree that this is what should have won um, uh, Best Writer in the Golden Globes. And uh, I think Rotten Tomatoes agrees. It was, it, it held the record for the most reviewed 100% on Rotten Tomatoes film uh, ever um, and beat Toy Story 2. Wow. <laughs> Um, I thought I'd bring that up before you go on to talk about Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Lady Bird is awesome. I know you, I know you haven't seen Florida Project or Lady Bird yet, so I'll wait no, till you watch them. To the list, yeah. But they also, um, both of them also, you know, start to showcase sides of America that people don't like to discuss or talk about that you don't get to see in mainstream films. Lady Bird is out in the UK on February the 16th, as far as I know. Okay. Um, you mentioned Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I watched a video on YouTube the other day, and it was a, a video essay on it was which was entitled um, "Is Rotten Tomatoes Killing Cinema?" And it was an interesting concept. Uh, and uh, if you've been following the podcast, you know that we generally don't hold a lot of weight on reviews when it comes to our own opinions. Um, even we try we try and express what we think of films and what um, how the films have been made yeah. rather than saying this is you know it's difficult not to do a review but yeah. we, we try not to do a review yes yeah go on yeah we break it down and, and we try to kind of talk about how it was structured and we analyse the film rather than it was a good film yeah uh, which you might hear me say every so often because I do feel like we do watch those yeah because if you don't want to see the bad, dirty side of America showcased um, the the mass poverty that they have over there. Then don't watch the Florida Project. Yeah, a review wouldn't make any sense. A yes. review is uh, again a binary, <laughs> a binary perspective on something that is so much more nuanced when you're trying to make a decision as to what to watch. Yeah. Um, and so this video essay was kind of talking about, you know the influence of the Rotten Tomato score on people's opinions of films. Okay. And so generally what people don't understand about Rotten Tomatoes is that the percentage doesn't refer to how good the film is, but the percentage usually refers to how the, the percentage of critics who think the film was good. 
So that's based on obviously, say if 10 of them had reviewed the film and five of them thought it was a good film and the other 50 for five thought it was bad, it'd be a 50% rating um, or you know somewhere in between. And that's something that generally people get mixed up. And what doesn't help is the audience review. And this is, this is what doesn't make sense. I mean, some, I don't think sometimes they say have something like audience want to see it or something like that, but um, it, there was a, re, there was a bit of research that was mentioned in this video. And it said um, that when Justice League came out, there was a correlation between the audience rating and the amount of box office takings that the film got. Uh, okay. It feels like audiences <laughs> are becoming more, I, wouldn't, I don't want to call them savvy, but they're becoming more aware of the Rotten Tomatoes score. And so what, what happened here is that audiences had seen the score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And there seems to be a detrimental effect on the box office takings of Justice League. If you compare it with some of the other films, fine, it wasn't... Are you saying that people, not as many people went to watch Justice League? That was the research. Because people thought it was a bit shit. Yep. Before they'd watched it. Yep. And more and more I'm hearing... That sounds weird. More and more I'm hearing people say... Oh, people are saying it's not such a good film. Or not just about Justice League, but generally about films. Right. So, interesting case about Justice League. Yeah. It's not a very good film. Okay, yeah. So, are there any good films where this has happened? <laughs> the guy did actually mention a few examples. Um, but when you say good, this is the problem again, is that <laughs> when yes. you're, we're talking from yes. our perspective, yeah. your perspective, we're not talking about from, let's say, for example, the average moviegoer's experience. So do you think Justice League was a good film? I think there were parts that I really enjoyed. Okay. And there were some amazing scenes and sequences in it. Was it a good film? No. Was it a bad film? Closer to a bad film than it was to a good film, definitely. You described it as clumsy. I think that is probably the most accurate description of that film. It was an outstanding production no if you look at certain parts of the film the best parts i guess where you know the reveal of the flash and all these individual bits that happen yes. from a from a kind of individual perspective yeah i think it had glimmers of hope um which is ironic because that's kind of what the film is supposed to or <laughs> was supposed to represent i guess um but it i think it had a long way to go if okay. it's trying to compare itself to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, so um, from where we are, you're going to watch Ladybird. Yes. Uh, we've got the post to watch. Yep. That's out this week. That's it, is, yep, yep. And I don't know, Florida Project is up to you. Mm-hmm. Have you been 192? No. Okay. No, I have not. We were weirded out by it because we knew almost every location in the film. Like, we've been to all of those places. That's cool. It was very weird to watch. Shaming. Yeah. There's an element of shaming in there. Okay. And not, it's subtextual though, not direct. Okay. Uh, You feel guilty as a tourist. Interesting. Almost. It's very weird. Okay. The synopsis is interesting. I saw three words and that was interesting to me. Four words. What else is out? Anyone that wants to experience uh, something completely different. Uh, we don't normally review or recommend uh, many sort of Bollywood movies because most of them from uh, an, 
Western film perspective are from a, they come from a different place. Many of them are musicals and have the same sort of love triangle stories over and over again. And it's oddly misogynistic subtext in many cases, which irritates me and I can't stand a lot of them. Um, Dungle, uh, D-A-N-G-A-L, is a film based on a true story by the amazing producer, actor, director, um, Amir Khan. Watch it. If there's something you want to watch that's completely different on Netflix, you'll have to watch it with subtitles unless you speak Hindi. I barely understand Hindi, so I have to watch it with subtitles. There are no songs, very few, uh, and dancing scenes. It's a completely different type of film. Uh, I, last I checked, it was on Netflix. I recommend it. Dangle. Dangle means, dangle means wrestling. I think. I do like the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you do. You'll love this film. I remember seeing a trailer for it and I was like, this is intriguing. It's Olympic wrestling, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite impressive because, I mean, he used to be, he used to work out a lot when he was younger and then he went became normal. And then he built himself for this film, built himself back up to where he was and beyond. And uh, his deltoids are like bigger than his head. He looks massive. There's a, there's an early scene in the in the movie where he just takes his shirt off because you know Indian actor. Right. Yeah, sure. and uh, <laughs> and it, <laughs> honestly, for the first time, he takes his shirt off, and I thought, "What is that?" It was like the scene in uh, what's that shitty old Schwarzenegger film with the David twins? Right. Yes, where Devito looks at him and says, "What is why? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> Like lumps on your body. Uh, yeah, he's, he looks huge. But it's a great film. True story about two women, female wrestlers. Right, anything else we're going to watch next couple of weeks? Downsizing. Black Panther. Oh. <laughs> when is that out? That's next, next month, though. It's almost uh, month. I think it's going to be good or it's going to be really terrible. There's a possibility of it being one of the worst Marvel productions ever. Really? I'm really afraid of that, yeah. Because, the, you know, do they understand what they're doing in what political climate? I mean, this is a film called Black Panther about uh, an African superhero uh, <laughs> te- the, the adventure that takes a place in America in a place where we live in a very odd environment, you know, where, I mean... Technically, Black Panther is from a shithole country, as you know, to, to, to paraphrase <laughs> certain yes. people um, that want more people from white countries going to their country. Um, also, I, Tonya. I, Tonya. Yes. We saw a trailer for this. Yes. What was this? Margot Robbie, figure skater. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That looks strange, but yeah. good. And Shape of Water. Yep. Okay, so that's what we've got coming we up. to find some time, man. We're going to have to watch all these films. Yes, I need to be in Leicester. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'll do my best. Excellent. Well, if you like that, hit subscribe and add us to your collection. We're on iTunes, Overcast, TuneIn, Stitcher. Just listen to us on your favorite podcasting app. 
likelihood is you'll find us on Android. We're on Acast as well, so you can find us on that as well. Thank you for listening as always. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll catch you in another four weeks. I've been Karim. 